Good morning, afternoon, or evening. How the devil are you? You are now tuned in to the Layer Yoga podcast. Layer Yoga, helping you overcome anxiety through the power of classical Hatha Yoga, enabling you to be calmer, stronger, and more joyful out there in society. As I say, thank you very, very much for joining us today, wherever and whenever you are in the world, through the power of the beautiful internet. Um, Today, I was talking to uh, Dr. Joyce Knudsen uh, once more. Uh, we had such a nice chat last time, we decided that it would be worthwhile bridging the generational gap and uh, continuing these conversations so that I and uh, other listeners can uh, basically get the benefit of uh, Dr. Joyce's, uh, sorry, Dr. Knudsen's uh, seven or so decades treading this earth. Um, and especially as we're in some quite turbulent times at the moment. Um, so for those who might find this at later today, it's the 9th of July, you know, we are hopefully just coming to the back end of Corona. Um, there's all sorts of, um, movements springing up and, um, changes taking place at a rapid rate. So, um, yeah, it was a really, really good chat. Hopefully you find some of the insights, um, actionable in your own life. Um, I certainly enjoyed talking to Dr. Knudsen as ever. And if you are new to the Layer Yoga podcast, then feel free to follow us on other platforms as well. You can find us at Layer Yoga um, at um, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. That's just Layer Yoga. If you wanted to follow us on YouTube, then it's The Layer Yoga Journey. Um, and TikTok is also Layer Yoga as well for uh, well-being um, and yoga-related content. Um, and yeah, just in terms of a bit of housekeeping, uh, we were experimenting with a new setup and for some reason the sound cut out right towards the end. So apologies, the um, the ending is relatively uh, sort of abrupt. However, we will look to continue this chat in the not too distant future as well. Um, but apart from that, have a great morning, afternoon or evening wherever you are and enjoy the show. Hi, Dr. Knudsen. Um, hope you are keeping well over there in the uh, in the, the mighty US today. Um, been a bit of a turbulent time recently, but are you okay? We're very lucky because in Tennessee, there's hardly anything going on here. People aren't dying like they are all over the United States. Quite and the, and the proportion is very low, so we're able to get out. I just think it's very interesting how we are handling this so differently than other pandemics have been handled mm -hmm. and, and this is the um this is the real thrust of this show today actually as we discussed off air um that you know through your experience you'll have no doubt seen a number of um various events um and through that time you you'll have shaped your your thoughts and opinions and gathered more experience around how to stay balanced and navigate these times without letting them get to you so that was the main thing really um what sort of times of turbulence do you think back to and um for the listeners how do you um through your experience think it's best to actually you know stay balanced and deal with them 
Well, people used to make fun of it a long time ago because we had uh, conquered polio and all these different diseases. My mother used to have chicken pox parties because there were nine, nine people all together. So we'd all go in one room so we'd all get the chicken pox at the same time. And it was a chicken pox party. It was, we laughed at it. It wasn't like now where we're hysterical and we can't go out and got to cover our faces and all that kind of stuff. They didn't even have those rules back then. And the Hong Kong flu was much worse than this pandemic. Yeah, this, this is the thing. I think um, it's, it's a little bit of a strange one because on one side, the actual symptoms of COVID are very mild for most people, I think 80% of people. Um, but the issue seemed to be that because it spreads and you can spread it so rapidly because you can not show symptoms for a couple of weeks, that overwhelms the health systems, um, which means the real, real critical stuff such as, you know, car crashes and, uh, you know, those heart attacks, that type of thing, they can't get seen because capacity is taken up already. But um, you would have thought it would have been a bit more sensible kind of putting a buffer around the people who are more vulnerable and then just you know, trying to get on with everyday life, basically. But, but I'm not privy to all the data, so I can't, I can't um, really comment too much. But yeah, through the years, there's been the Spanish flu, there's been swine flu, as we discussed, you know, more people died of the vaccine from swine flu than the swine flu in the 70s, apparently. And then you had the swine flu part two, that made its appearance in the noughties. Um, and I think there's a couple of other things in, in the meantime. Um, but yeah, when you when you think back, what kind of times of turbulence do you really think to? Or is this, I mean, obviously it's unprecedented because it's, it's a global pandemic. But yeah, what, what do you think back to when you think of times of turbulence? And what was your reaction at that time? And how would you handle it differently now? That's a long question. <laughs> okay, well, we've had to become much more resilient and less vulnerable to groupthink. Everybody's thinking a certain ways. We feel we have to think that way too. People are getting upset because someone else isn't wearing a mask and they're hitting, hitting them and getting violence from it. And it didn't used to be that way. It used to be uh, so much more of just accepting it as it is. People were going to concerts and they didn't have that social distancing at that time. And, we just knew that it was going to be solved, it was going to be a vaccine, and we just went with it. We didn't, we went to work, we washed our hands, we knew to stay away from people, so that was social distancing then. But I still remember at that time when I worked as an executive secretary at a company called Premier Industries, and there were no computers. <laughs> I had to type on a typewriter, I had to, uh, using dictaphone equipment, I had to get stuff in my ear so I can type it. We used adding machines and white out for errors, uh, you know, cash registers. We all touched the coffee little clutch that we went to and everybody touched it and didn't wash their hands afterwards. It was just so different. And because of that mentality, people weren't hysterical about it. And it was estimated that one in four million people, uh, according to at that time, the encyclopedia, there was no internet. Um, we had, uh, you know, a lot of deaths and uh, they said it even surpasses now, although they think this one is going to surpass them down the road. So, you know, thousands of people gathered without one care at Woodstock. Remember Woodstock? Mm -hmm. or, were you even alive? <laughs> uh, well, I, wasn't, I wasn't alive, so I don't know why I'm saying mm -hmm, but yeah, I certainly know about Woodstock, yeah. 
Well, they said the hog conflict was one of the worst in the nation's history, and I do think it was until now. And uh, you know, there's so many, um, so many people. By by December of that same year, 50 years ago, the flu had arrived in all 50 states. So, but schools were not shut down, and face masks weren't required, and they were even uncommon. And you had to climb over people to get anywhere with no no social distancing. So life continued as normal. And that that uh, generation that approached viruses with calm and intelligence, and they were rational. They left the this is very important, I think. We left disease to medical professionals, individuals, and families rather than politics. That's a very big one because people do not understand that. Times have changed. People have changed. The similarities between the ones from before and now are striking, because both viruses spread quickly and caused upper respiratory systems, fever, cough, shortness of breath, and they affected people over 65. I'm going to be 76 in a month, so it, I'm in the affected group, but I don't have it. I didn't get it. So it just depends. I think a lot of it has to do with our generation, the way we thought. I think it had a lot to do with just how we took care of ourselves. If we were thin, if we were heavy, I mean, both viruses have affected animals, which I thought was very interesting.、Uh, I was very interested in that because I remember reading a four-year-old Malaysian tiger at the Brock Zoo tested positive、uh, for the virus,、um, and they had、uh, Shamu along with two other killer whales、uh, were affected that contacted the Hong Kong flu. So both pandemics brought drama to outer space.、Um, people got it, and when they came home, they thought, "Where am I? <laughs> This is not the same world that I left when I started." So it's really—I、uh, find it very, very、um, interesting and very、um, kind of just just overwhelming to look back and see what it was, and now knowing what it is now. I think it has a lot to do with what we're doing. We didn't have to stay home all that time, I don't think, but that's just my opinion.、Uh, but now, you know, restaurants, bars, weddings, funerals, churches—you can't go anywhere without having to think about the virus and social distancing. And people are upset. People are committing suicide. It's very scary. It's very, very scary. And you know, like Wimbledon's canceled for the first time since World War II.、Um, so it, it's very, very. Um, interesting that then it was just washing hands, and now it's so many things, and we're going to have a better result、um, because we we learned from then what to do and what not to do, and it took them a little while, our government, to figure out what we were supposed to do, and now they're going back to you don't have to wear a mask, you can still keep track of staying away from other people if you're walking in the park or you're walking anywhere, and so it just seemed like.、Uh, The pandemic hadn't even happened unless you look、uh, for it in the history book before. Now、uh, it's all over the news. It's all over the internet. We've got Google.、Um, I think that kind of answers your question. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think、um, obviously this this seems to have been handled much more differently, and I do wonder if the、um, the echo chamber, social media, and, and the internet. Uh, magnifies everything.、Um, yes, it does. Yes, I believe so, so. That that definitely that definitely kind of、um, spreads hysteria and misinformation, but a lot a lot of good information as well. I'm not in favour of you know, locking down these communications channels. It's freedom of speech, and then it should be up to people to 
to do their research and discern the right information. Um, so there's quite a few things there. So I suppose in inverted commas in your day, um, there was, like I said, a calmness about handling these types of events um, that's lacking nowadays. And obviously social media is potentially one one side of things. But, you know, the, the other side of things as well is uh, the general health of people. Um, I think, you know, it's no secret that America has a bit of an obesity ep epidemic um, down to the, um, the, I suppose, lack of education in terms of nutrition and that type of thing. Was that also prevalent sort of, you know, 30, 40 years ago with the Hong Kong flu? Or is that something that's really, you know, um, increased over the last 30 years, 30, 40 years? I just go back to generations because all generations feel a certain way. And it was a much more calmer, much more fun generation. Now we're all bombarded with all this negative news. I remember being in Hong Kong in 2005 for a speaking engagement. And the streets were filled with people with masks. We were, we were actually touching one another. You couldn't have a six foot thing. You couldn't do that. Uh, so we were like sardines in the streets, but we had the best time. We didn't even think about it. It was not something we thought about. And so I think the differences lie in how the world responded to the various epidemics over a span of 50 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, th th this is the thing, it's been driven by uh, by the government. But I think just moving away from COVID and just the general sort of feeling of the times, um, there does seem to be a lot of, I mean, what you see on the screen is a lot of anger, a lot of angry people. Um, you know, there's uh, people wanting to pull down statues for, you know, so some legitimately have their reasons, but I don't think, you know, pulling down various historical monuments is going to make you many friends um but yeah they just there, there just seems to be um like i said there just seems to be this this anger that that, that is what the the you know let, let, let's be clear this is what's portrayed on the screens of your phone and your tv um but again is that something that that you know you witnessed much over the years um or any particular times with any flare-ups like this well, without getting into politics, this is, I think that uh, a lot of this has to do with things being brought to the surface with uh, the policemen and the people that are getting killed and people are angry and they don't know how to deal with it. And we're living in a turbulent time anyway, so they're going to exasperate that anger. And it's sort of like follow the crowd, you know, group think like I talked about before. Like, for example, dining out was rare then. We didn't dine out it was it was just not done we spend as much time eating out now as we do preparing food at home it's very different it's a different world that we live in and unless we adapt to the times that there are this these are changing times unless we adapt to the to the times we're not going to get it any better it's only going to get worse and i i really that really bothers me about this all this anger i'm not sure i i really understand it but i'll tell you there were i think there were six flus there was a russian flu that got one million people in 89 and 90. there was a spanish flu in 1918 and the asian flu 57. um they looked this stuff up just so i was fascinated by it the hong kong flu came in 68. Uh, that was the year that i got married um and i i couldn't believe 
I had to show my husband where I looked. I mean, I was crawling on the floor. <laughs> it was not, not yeah. a front The swine flu came in 2009. So now we have COVID. And we're making such a big deal out of it. We didn't make a big deal out of it before. So mm. I think that that's part of it because it's group thing. Everybody's hysterical over this. And the numbers aren't changing. I, I really believe in several people I've had groups talks with, uh, they believe to also that uh, people uh, were getting less flu. We're counting it as, uh, because it's an election year, we're counting it as a flu that has, um, you know, it's going to COVID. Uh, but it used to be we had much more flu flu and 50,000 people died of the flu every year. I know I had it twice, it was horrible. Um, so now we get this and people like you said before earlier that they're getting it, but they're not getting it hard. They don't even know they have it. They have a cold, they have symptoms. On my age, you get just breath all the time. You're gonna say you have COVID? Not necessarily, it's not going to be COVID. So it's just really, really, um, you know, like going from Woodstock with all those people to now to staying away from people, going from an Encyclopedia Britannica to to now to having the internet. It's just such changes. I think it's almost impossible to grasp all the changes that have come. People don't want to, they want to go back in time just so that they can live a life of not being upset all the time. Mm. How do you feel about that? Yeah, it's true. I think from, from what you're saying, it seems like everything's just, uh, everything's quicker and much more magnified nowadays. That's everything right. is just quicker and much more magnified. Again, and I, I don't, you know, some people really try and blame social media and blame the internet, um, but, you know, blaming computer code and wiring is a bit of a nonsense in my eyes. There's there's underlying issues with the people that use it. That's the area that needs to be looked at. And obviously there's underlying issues in society as a whole, you know, which is triggering some of these people who may not have the most, the most balance within themselves um, to be able to handle these times. Um, so yeah, I suppose because everything, you know, there is so much more stimulus Everything comes at you so much more quickly. Um, I mean, like I say, you know, I mean, just a, just a quick example, I suppose, something that's a little bit more uh, recent and relevant to me. Um, I don't know if you girls used to do it in the States, but if you were looking to buy a house, you know, you'd drive around the neighborhood that you wanted to move into and you'd look at for sale signs. So then you'd call the, the estate agent or the, the real estate agent, as you guys would call it. Um, but then, you know, 15, 20 years ago, you had in the UK, it's a website called Rightmove. Um, Rightmove came in, and then this whole thing of driving around the neighborhood and you know, looking for, for sale signs or knocking on the door if you like to look at the house that all went out the window, and you could instantly just see 20 houses in 30 seconds on a search on your phone. Um, so I think, yeah, that, that definitely, that definitely alongside groupthink as well it's very easy to gather an online lynch mob and now sometimes it spills over into real life but i think certain things like you know, the black lives matter thing that's happening at the minute the roots of that um i think there's a legitimate um cause for anger for some of those things but i think it's been directed and co-opted by some other agendas as well um, and i think that's the other thing with COVID that i can see there seems to be yeah, you know if you, if you think about who benefits, there seems to be some other agendas at play. But that's probably a completely different podcast and a completely different show. Um, so, 
the question is is through the years you've seen all this stuff happening and um, you know there may well be people who um, are listening right now who are quite disturbed by the things that they're just seeing on the screens um, I suppose the first thing would be just you know, put the phone down and look away from the screen that would be my advice um, but what advice would you give to help people stay um, balanced with themselves and um, just able to carry on calmly as you know as previous generations did I believe we're living in a blame society there's somebody has to be blamed and so there's anger and there's a misunderstanding and me being a communications company I, I see it all the time and so life continued as normal 50 years ago they approached viruses with calm rationality and using their brains you know i don't know why it has gone away but it seems like we went from medical professionals um to politics i don't know when that happened but it seems to have happened and we want to blame somebody and i don't believe in blame so i think your question to answer your question to your point i feel that uh we need to become sort of have a much more calm approach to life think about the world and how wonderful it is rather than think about how horrible it is and i think that there's going to be viruses it's never going to be a time that there's not viruses but instead of thinking about them as a bad thing think about that we learn from them so the next time the vaccine will come quicker the next time people won't be hysterical over if they get a little shortness of breath it's just gonna we're gonna have to change our paradigm about who we are and what we think and uh, we don't have to think like everybody else and somebody has to start it so i think you and i are two of the people that are starting it so it's really a good thing to get we've had it it's not going to go away because we're just going to keep on having viruses because people get sick and they spread it and it's just interesting because the kids went to school they didn't they didn't stay home with their parents way back then and now they have to for whole semesters some people aren't even going back in september so mm-hmm. i think that's a, that's uh speaks to what you were talking about that is really uh something that we can learn from and we can make sure that the next time and there will be a next time hopefully i'll be alive to see it at my age but i do feel that it's important to keep on letting people know we need to communicate with each other more effectively we need to understand how to understand what other people are going to you brought up black lives matter now they're doing blue lives matter for the policemen that's fine everybody's life matters but i could understand and if you put some understanding to it you understand that people that have uh, that are black have been through a lot of trials and tribulations in their life and we need to understand that maybe the white people haven't been through those types of trials and tribulations maybe they've been through other we need to understand each other and we're not doing that so that would be my advice try to understand each other absolutely yeah i think empathy uh, empathy is the key to, uh, to to unity um having a bit of empathy for yourself as well um, and i think something that i'll just add to to the whole piece about handling things calmly is the you know look after yourself physically and that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to become a supreme athlete but get out in the sunshine you know just move around make sure you're not eating sugar 
or too much sugar. Um, and that way you won't wreck your immune system and the vitamin D from the sunshine will strengthen you. Um, and that probably is the biggest, biggest reason why some people are able to fight it off. Um, and other people who, you know, through years of, you know, either lack of discipline or lack of knowledge have, um, have uh, compromised their, their immune system through, like, say, eating too much sugar and terrible food with no nutrients and not having any exercise. Um, you know, they will struggle with something like this attacks their system. So, yeah, if you're listening, get out there, have a walk, get in the sunshine. In the UK, we only get about two weeks of sunshine a year anyway. So. <laughs> Take advantage of it while you can. Yeah, yeah make, sure you're, make sure you're out there, get those rays, get that vitamin D in you. Um, but any, any um, I suppose, and this is more just of a, a free-ranging question, really. Um, we've got, I think, roughly about another six or seven minutes. Um, but, you know, just any general thoughts that you wanted to uh, share with the listeners and share with the world that could uh, help empower them? I would say trust in humanity and in the world. We were confident in my, in my day. We were confident with all the advances in medicine that we saw. Measles, mumps, chickenpox, scarlet fever, and polio all had been brought under control. So when that happened with Hong Kong, they, you know, wasn't any big deal. Oh, it's another, another one of these things. We're going to have to be more careful now. And it wasn't until this particular COVID-19 came that I started wearing a mask in my whole lifetime of 76 years. And so I think that we need to change our paradigm. I think we need to get a stronger belief in humanity and in people and what we have come how far we have come and I think that it's really like you wouldn't have a chicken pox party now like my mother had um, but the idea was you got it you get it over with while you're young so there's no more having these ideas about the virus so I do think that uh, a lot of these flus come by surprise um, and they're different from the pandemic before but we learned how fast it could spread and now we have increased international air travel we, and then we had only a few television stations to listen to, we, to get our information from. We don't even know if we're getting our information from today is proper, but we're getting our information from a lot of different sources and we have to learn to get our own opinion and our own, by, by studying what should be done. For example, I'm not worried about the, about the virus. I'm not worried about getting it. And I'm in the group where you can get it. I'm not worried about it because I know that they're doing the best they can to get everything done. And I remember being in Hong Kong in 2005 and everybody was, you know, packed in like sardines. Everybody I know is still alive from that time. So it's just a difference in the world, how the world responds. I think that's the kind of key. I think that there's a difference in the way we respond to the pandemics. And even if the people that have in 68 have been told to stay home, it's unlikely they would have. Uh, protested because dining out, like I said, we spend as much time eating out as we do preparing food at home. So it's just very different now than it used to be. And I think the um, education system must change because then our next generation will be able to teach their children how to handle something like this when it comes up. They don't have to be hysterical about it, but be vigilant. And that's what I'm doing. So and I think that's what everyone's doing in my age group. Yeah, I think that's, um, that is sage advice. That is sage advice. Um, everyone just needs to keep calm, 
carry on and in terms of information as well something that i like to do is sort of triangulate different sources of information so there's a lot of information available and everyone wants to stick to the bit that they like or that agrees with them but seek out opinions that differ and uh, cross-reference the two and see where the contradictions are um, and that way you, know, you get a bit closer to the truth and uh, you don't fall victim to groupthink as, as often um, so yeah, yeah that would uh, that'd be my thoughts on it so um, wonderful is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners before, uh, before we wrap up we need to get back to humanity we need to start caring about other people and stop thinking about ourselves because mm-hmm. it will be taken care of it always is something good always comes out of something bad and so this is bad i'm not gonna this is very bad however we can handle it we as a people can handle it and we would handle it better if we didn't think like everybody else and-